0: Today's advanced training, man, I'm excited about this one. Um, Let me see here. The secret to your success, secret to your success, work on you, then serve others. I can remember distinctly being in a coliseum of, I don't know, 60,000 people, uh, and it was a, a, a seminar kind of thing. It was a weekend deal. Uh, speaker after speaker after speaker supposedly had made lots of money, and they were telling us how to do it, right? All the nuts and bolts and some just really inspiring stories of the fancy car they just bought. Um, but I distinctly remember sitting in that Coliseum It was in Greensboro, North Carolina, where I was sitting in the Coliseum. And I, it was the first time I ever heard somebody talk about this and, uh, it was life changing enough for me. I've been teaching it ever since. Um, and so <laughs> let's just jump into it. The secret to your success is working on you, right? Work on you then serve others. A lot of people get that mixed, mixed up. Uh, they believe that, um, uh, they, they need to serve others, serve others, serve others. But I just promise you, uh, we heard Jonathan Yakey say it earlier today, like you, you, if, you're, if you're out of gas, you can't look in the gas tank to solve the problem. Uh, well, if you're serving people and your gas tank is empty, you can't give them what you don't have. Um, it's, it's a a fair way to burn out. You can do the same thing with a car. You know, if you don't change your oil, your engine will seize. Uh, if, if you're trying to give the engine gasoline, but you don't have any gasoline in your car, your car will stop. Uh, it's the same thing with us. So work on you. I want you to draw this circle on a piece of paper, draw it. If you're watching this later, draw it. If you're listening to me, just, if you're driving, just, just keep driving. Don't, don't draw this, but you're going to draw a circle on a piece of paper, big circle. And right in the middle of the circle, write the word you, right in the center of it. What's inside this circle is all that you can really control in life. And where a lot of us get frustrated in this world is trying to control what's outside the circle. And um, I think it's a real point of maturity when you realize that you can't control what's outside your circle. You can only uh, hope to influence it or impact it, but you can't change it. It's, that's outside your realm of control, right? So you can't control anything out here. Um, you just can't. And in the world we live in today... One of the biggest problems for years, I used to say the biggest problem we're facing in America today is accountability. We just don't have enough people that are uh, stepping up and and being accountable and being held accountable for their actions. I still think that's a major problem. But in the the big world we have today, the, the biggest problem I think we're facing is people just not focusing on their own circle. Instead, trying to fix everybody else's problems as they think that person's problems should be fixed. When in reality, if we would just focus on our own circle, getting our own circle better, it would influence that other person to step up their game and improve their circle. Uh, Nobody likes to be told how they're wrong. Nobody likes to be, nobody likes to be wrong that I know of. Everybody likes to be right. Some of us, some of us have an unhealthy addiction to being right. It's genetic, but, but, but nobody likes to be wrong. Nobody. So focus on what's inside this circle. So let me give you some practical steps, practical tips of how to work on the inside circle on you. Okay. Okay. Quit blaming everybody else for your problems. <laughs> Take responsibility for your circle. Quit blaming everybody else for your problems. It's not your mama's fault. It's not your daddy's fault. It's not the generations before you. Um, it, it's 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 you, right? Like maybe your mama did something. I, I we we show that video, the Bob Newhart um, video that that he's uh, working with the patient. He's like, just stop it. She's like, well, my mother. He said, no, 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 we don't go there. Like that's. You can't. You can only blame your mama for so long, right? I'm I'm excited to see my mom. She's coming in with my sister for Christmas. And I'm excited to see her. She's 82 years old. One day my mother's not going to be around anymore. Am I still going to allow somebody who's not around anymore to continue influencing my life negatively? Really, <laughs> really? Quit blaming everybody else for problems. That includes our government. Uh, whether yeah, I heard this back in the nineties, we've had several different presidents since I first heard this. Uh, you can't, you can't blame the current president or the current Congress. You can't blame the last president or the next president or the last Congress, or the next Congress or the Supreme court or your governor or your mayor, or you can't, you can't quit blaming all of them. People ask me all the time. They try to bait me into conversations about politics. And I go, listen, here's what I know about politics. I voted. <laughs> I voted. I'm, I'm aware of the world around me. I have opinions about it. I tend not to share them because it's wildly unpopular and creates uh, division. I'm just trying to build a business, man. I'm just trying to build my family. I vote when it comes time to vote, and then it's done. My part's done. I can't blame anybody. If I don't vote, here's the thing. If I don't vote, you really can't get mad at what's happening because you didn't vote. You had a one shot. <laughs> you had one chance to, to have your voice heard, and you blew it right? Well, I, I vote and then I'm done. And I, I don't sit around blaming anybody for anything in the government, especially, But but in my world. I mean, if, hey, if you get pulled over, it's not the cop's fault that you got pulled over. You were speeding, right? Or you ran that stop sign. Take responsibility. Quit blaming everyone else for it. Read for an hour a day on a topic. At the end of five years, you'll be an expert. I know, I know, a lot of people don't like to read. <laughs> I get it. I didn't either. When I first started reading, I felt like I was you know, I was challenged to read a page. My mentor said, read a page in the book before you go to bed. I read that page and I felt like I was just running a marathon. It, like it was so hard to read that page. And before I knew it, that page turned into 15 minutes. Before I knew it, the 15 minutes turned into an hour. And, and then and then it turned into not reading for a while. Can I confess that? And then it turned back into reading for 15 minutes and reading for an hour again. Like it, it's, it's been cyclical for me. I'm not always the best reader, but I remember reading John Maxwell 20 years ago say if you read on a topic for five uh, an hour a day at the end of five years you'll be an expert in that topic and i thought huh well i'm going to start reading about leadership then because i want to be a leader not just a leader i want to lead others that are leaders i want to be a leader of leaders that's how that whole thing kind of progressed for me and gosh if i'm leading a bunch of people there's a good chance i'm gonna make money so i'm gonna start reading about money i want to read about money i want to read about about money as, as often as I can. I'm going to try to digest as much of that as I can because I'm trying to change my DNA, right? I don't come from wealth. I come from a long line of farmers and teachers that does not equate wealth, right? So I don't come from that. So I've got to learn it somewhere else. right? I didn't come from, you know, <laughs> silver spoon. We had plastic sporks and they were rewashed, man. So like, I, that's, that's where I come from. I had to change that. Heather constantly says to me, I, it's, it's interesting how you came out of that family because I do think differently than my family. I'm not saying I'm better than my family by any means. I love my family, but I'm different and I'm different because it was intentional. I worked on in here and I changed me and as a result, it's changed the future of my kids. I've changed my family tree. It started with me, right? You can do the same thing. Put good stuff in through audio and video. Um, it's, it's really rare that you'll find me listening to music in my truck when I'm driving around. Uh, I'm usually listening to podcasts or an audio book. When, when I say read, look, if you don't like to read, go to audible.com, get a subscription and, and, and listen to books while you're in the car. You don't have to read the books. Matter of fact, I was just recently reading a study the other day that said um, uh, that they have, they have discovered that listening to a book is equivalent to reading a book as far as the, re- the retention. Now um, I know for me, and i don 't know about their study, I might have been in one of their exceptions in their study, uh, but it, for me, I know when i 'm reading a book and I turn the page i those contextual things I feel the paper, I smell the book, I remember where I was when I read it like all of that adds to me learning and this' is something I learned in college. I needed to be a contextual learner in college i need to I studied every one of my subjects grace every every semester I studied in a different place, so when I went to the, take the exam, I remembered where I was when I studied that particular subject, it helped me re- remember. The, the information for the exam. As soon as I started contextually learning like that, I got better at at my grades. I went from academic probation to, you know, graduating great, <laughs> doing well. So put good stuff in through audio and video. Don't just sit around during the day watching videos going, oh, I'm just working on my circle. <laughs> Let's be clear. This is the stuff you're doing while you're driving to an appointment. This is the stuff you're doing when you get up in the morning before everybody else is up. This is the stuff you do at night, but when everybody else has gone to bed. You're not doing this when you're supposed to be making dials. But Fitz, I'm watching YouTube videos, and they're making me a better person. Yeah, you're supposed to be making dials right now, fool, and then running appointments. <laughs> don't, don't work on you when you're supposed to be working, <laughs> Right. This is after and before hours kind of stuff. Avail yourself of the weekly education. We have regular training. I mean, your Tuesday morning TFG hotspot. we got the Wednesday call with the Alliance, product call, activity call. All this stuff is put out there on podcast. You can listen to all of it. Available, uh, avail yourself of that weekly education. I prefer that you catch it live. I prefer to catch these things live, but I also know it's not always the case. Uh, like I know today as this is being recorded, as we're, as we're we're teaching this, it's right before Thanksgiving. I know some people are out in their cars right now, running production, uh, right now. And they're listening to my voice right now in their car going to the next appointment. I'm fine with that. And and if you're in an appointment right now and you're missing this, but you're catching it later, you've got to avail yourself of the education that's out there. We have like a Costco of education around here. Don't miss out. Okay. So the first step is work on you, but then serve others. I know some people, all they do is work on themselves and they never turn around and serve the next person. That's a missing part of the equation. So step one, you got to put gas in your tank. You got to fill yourself up. It's really hard to pull water out of a well that's dry. So you've got to continually replenish, but you also have to turn and help someone else. You can't affect, you can't change what's in their circle. You don't have control over that, but you can influence what's in their circle by serving them. So here's some practical steps for serving others. Serve the team and the team will serve you. What does that mean? Well, if you never make deposits, you can't ever take withdrawals. So if if I'm expecting someone to help me uh, when I need help, um, it's better if I've helped them. It's, it's called a law of reciprocity. It's one of these interesting laws in this world um, that if you don't believe it, if you don't, if you don't think I'm, I'm telling the truth on this, I, I, I challenge you to test it. Next time you go to a restaurant that has uh, two sets of doors, okay? There's a first set of doors and then a second set of doors, and then you're at the hostess stand. The next time you're walking up and there's another family walking up the same time you are, hold the door for that, for that first family. Let them in. What you'll notice Nine times out of 10. I give exceptions because recently I've met some rude people that don't believe in the law of reciprocity. But people at that point feel obligated to hold the next door open for you. It works like all the time, and it's funny because it's a it's an easy way of getting to the hostess stand first, <laughs> so you can get your table first. Is open that first door, and then they'll serve you, and then boom, right there, you're right there at the at the hostess stand getting your table first. But it's it's uh, and that's kind of funny, but it's also true. My kids have learned this; they know to open the doors for people because what's going to turn around is that family's going to hold the door for us next, uh, and it just works every time. Uh, I feel like, but you know, common courtesy isn't always that common, uh, but it, it is it is pretty interesting to to observe. So, serve the team and the team will serve you. This even applies to your spouse slash significant other. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) that's a key. You can't expect, I can't expect, for example, uh, this morning, coming to the office, you know, uh, Heather's like, do you need me to make you some coffee before, before you go to the office? I didn't ask her. She volunteered. She served. She said, can I fix you some coffee? I said, I would love some coffee. Thank you. I have one cup of coffee a day. If I have more than that, I get a little crazy. So I, I one cup, I appreciate that, but I, she's not going to do that for me if I'm not serving her elsewhere. Like I do the dishes or I pick up around the house or, or, or change light bulbs or whatever it is, but how can I serve her? She's going to turn around and serve me. And it just kind of, I've, I've talked to so many people who have marital problems and I, and I, I, I routinely will ask, when was the last time you did something for them? When was the last time you served your spouse? Right? And if you're married to a normal person, when you serve them, they're going to serve you. Now, I'm not saying that's the answer to all marital problems in the world. Please, I don't understand. I, I don't have marital problems, so I don't know how to solve them either. But I, <laughs> but I do know it's really hard to have a break in relationship when you're fighting to outserve the other person. It, it really is. It's amazing how well relationships go when everybody's in competition with each other to outserve them. When you take the focus off yourself, it's easy to see where you can help. When you quit thinking about me, 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 but instead walk into a room and think, how can I help? How can I help? I see this, we we, we maybe talk about it too much, but my, my, my second son is just phenomenal at serving. And we talk about it a, a lot, but it's just one of those things that was just born in him. I'm not saying my other kids aren't great at it, but it's just something that he's known for. And I see it all the time. Like last night, we had friends over at the house. Everybody's coming back inside. There were shoes next to the trampoline from some of the kids that were there. And he, my son picked up all the shoes and brought them into the house. He, he, doing, he, didn't, he didn't say, hey, everybody, I brought in the shoes. He wasn't trying to call attention to it. I saw him bring them in and set them down where people could find them when they were looking to, for their shoes. I, I thought that's a small thing, but it's a huge thing, right? And so it's, it's uh. He's natural at that. Some of us have to be a little more focused on that. Uh, I'm somebody who has to really focus on it. There's a, a joke in the in the office. Uh, Mel and and Bruno this summer had to have their air conditioning replaced in their house. It went out, right? And in Texas, that's horrible. Well, we have a guest room and it never once it's kind of a joke, but it never once did I say, "Hey, you can stay with us if you need to." You know, as soon as Heather heard about them having an air conditioning issue, it was 4 weeks into the problem. She's like, "Hey, you can stay at our house." I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah." Like it, <laughs> I have to think, I have to think. Yeah. Bernard said Thanks a lot. I have to take my eyes off of me and focus on others. So like it's, it's not a natural necessarily thing for me to just, Oh yeah, we have an extra room. It's not natural for me to think that, but I wouldn't mind them staying at the house either. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. So I have to think about it. Maybe you're like me. Maybe you have to be more intentional about looking around and thinking, how can I help? Or if somebody's talking to you, you know, asking yourself the question of how can I help this person in this situation? Ask yourself, how can I help <laughs> empower others don't enable bad habits <sighs> so <laughs> we, we talked about my second son and how natural he is at serving um, I, I, I'm, I'm positive it's one of his love languages, if not the primary one. in love languages, Gary Smalley Gary Smalley uh, wrote a book about five love languages, and you can observe what how you, how you need to feel love expressed to you can be observed in how you're expressing love to others. And so we see uh, Zachary serving. So clearly serving, you know, acts of service is one of his love languages. He he really loves it when we do things for him. And um, and so, I mean, it's funny, like he's, he's 11 now, but maybe when he was eight years old, he like, dad, can you tie my shoes? Or even now before a soccer game, he like, dad, can you tie my shoes? And I'm thinking, you're 11, man, tie your own shoes. I taught you the life skill, now go do it but he is one that really feels love when you do stuff like that for him. So I don't always push back and say, you're old enough to tie your own shoes. Occasionally I still tie his shoes. And one day he's never going to ask me again and I don't want that day to come. So, uh, I'm going to keep tying his shoes, but I'm also not going to try to enable bad habits. Like if he's just being lazy, that's different than me serving. Right. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to serve somebody to, uh, to enable bad habits they have. I'm trying to empower them to to do it on their own. The old old saying, and I I don't know who this was originally attributed to, uh, but it's not me. (laughs) Give a man a fish and he eats for a day. Teach a man a fish and he eats for a lifetime. I I believe in in what we've done here. Heather and I had this philosophy before we had kids. We still have it with kids. But as the agents, with the agents, I'm going to do for them until they can do for themselves. And then once they can do for themselves, I'm going to get out of the way and let them do it. Uh, that's what we do with our kids, except for the one that needs his shoes tied occasionally. But we're, we're going to get out of the way and let them do those things because that's how you raise somebody up. You serve them to raise them up. That's how you do it, is you're doing for them until they can do for themselves. And then you get out of the way. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The fits Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact. And send us a message. See you next week.